Now, the Brian Beatty Real Estate Show continues on Charleston's Big Talker, 1250 WTMA. Welcome back, folks, as the Brian Beatty Real Estate Show continues here on the Big Talker, 1250 WTMA and WTMA.com. I'm, of course, your host, Brian Beatty. Thanks for joining me this morning as we talk about the real estate market, what's happening out there. Uh, I want to give you guys some stats on what's just happening here locally in our market. I want to talk a little bit about the national market and how that relates to us. And then I want to give you guys some insight uh, into just what deals are kind of looking like right now. You know, what 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 I think might be fascinating for for folks to to better understand is kind of what happens kind of agent to agent. What does that communication look like? What's what happens behind the scenes? You know, I think a lot of people appreciate, frankly, my willingness to peel back the curtain on this industry and help you understand what happens when you hire somebody to do a specific job in real estate. If you're going to sell your home, here's likely what's going to happen. Here's how most agents do it. Now, every agent's different. I get that. And I can't speak for those agents. I can tell you, however, what most people that we work with have experienced when hiring an agent that ended up not selling their house and then they hired us and we did. So I've got a long list of stories to tell. Um, uh, we won't, of course, go into all those stories, but we'll take that information and we'll say, you know, if you're going to buy a house, here are the things that I would watch for. Here's what I would want in my working relationship with my real estate agent. Here's the accountability that I would be interested in creating between myself and my agent to make sure that I don't miss out on opportunities. I don't get uh, fed a line uh, and then work with somebody that, you know, they, they're great at talking the talk, not so much at walking the walk, if you catch my drift. So let's let's talk a little bit about the market. We'll talk about what those uh, conversations look like. And then I'm going to talk about something you know, pretty important and, and something that uh, even I have struggled with recently. Hiring a contractor and and having them do what they say they're going to do uh, in the time frame they say they're going to do it in, in the budget they said they would complete it in. It's almost like you find one of those in this market and you have hit the jackpot. And that's sad. But it's kind of the reality right now. They're all busy and you're hoping that you find somebody that uh, really runs their business like a business as opposed to just being a really good tradesman. But we'll get into that in just a minute. All right, let's talk about the market. Generally speaking, and I'll just hit a few stats and then focus on a few. New listings are down 18%. Pending sales are down 12%. Pending sales, meaning the number of homes we put under contract. Closings were down 21%. And uh, I mean, it's not looking great if you're a buyer, if, if I'm being honest. I know you guys have kind of been waiting for that good news, waiting for um, the tide to shift in your direction. I think we've got a little longer to wait. And, and it all revolves around inventory, right? Like we've been talking about for years on this program, it all revolves around inventory. The more options a buyer has, the less likely they are going to be willing to pay the seller's price because they can say, well, if you don't like this, I've got three other people that I can present my offer to. That ability, by and large, just does not exist in this market. You know, the fear of loss is almost entirely on the buyer's side 
rather than on the seller side. That's, that's one of the great ways that you can tell what kind of market we're in is who generally speaking is, is feeling that fear of loss more. Is it the seller or is it the buyer? Obviously right now it's the buyer, right? Days on market, the amount of time it's taken to sell something has doubled. Went from 17 days this time last year to 36. Median sales price market-wide is about 405 grand. The average sales price is 575. Um, last year, you know, things were selling for slightly over asking price, 100.3% to be exact. Now we're at 97%. Not a huge difference, but it does show that, hey, there is some affordability. There is some negotiability in these listings. It just depends on that specific property, right? These are averages. So let's take that into account. Uh, housing affordability index, you know what? It actually got a little bit better. You know by how much? Like one, <laughs> one percentage point. We are still at pretty much an all-time low for housing affordability since we've been tracking it locally. Inventory of homes for sale down 21%. Uh, months of supply of inventory has not changed. In Berkeley County, uh, you know, the median sales price is 384 grand. Uh, that's remained fairly unchanged so far this year. It's taking about two and a half times the amount of time to sell a property, uh, even though inventory is down 25%. In Dorchester County, the median sales price is 379, which is up about 5%. Um, homes are taking you know, twice as long to sell, a little bit longer than that, actually. Inventory is down 21%. Charleston County, median sales price is uh, 611,000. That's up 6%. It's taken almost twice as long to sell homes uh, as it was this time last year, inventory's down, uh, you know, 20, 26%. But here just, I want to focus on just a few key areas really quickly. And I want you guys to just see or hear rather, uh, depends on see if you're watching me on YouTube. And, and I appreciate those of you that do, because we take all these radio shows and we, I'm videoing myself as we speak. And then we put those into videos. We put them on our YouTube channel, which is why we have like 800 something videos because we've been doing this for a long time. So, um, you know, if you look at Lower Mount Pleasant as an example, the average sales price, $1,306,009 to be exact. All right, that's up 9% this year. Uh, inventory's down 27%. It's taken 24 days to sell a home as opposed to 11. Oh, no. Downtown Charleston, average sales price is up 24%. Average sales price is now basically 2.1 million. Unbelievable. Um, no real change in the amount of time it's taken to sell something. Inventory's down 25%. In North Charleston, the uh, the, the average sales price, 326 grand. Um, 27 days to sell it. Inventory's down 21%. Somerville, average sales price is $401,000. Uh, properties are selling for 97% of asking price. It's taken about two and a half times as long to sell a home, 37 days. Inventory's down 20%. And then let's do uh, James Island and West Ashley. James Island, uh, average sales price, $711,000. That, to me, kind of jumped out of, of the page. I used to live on James Island. That's where I bought my first condo. And I'll tell you what, it was not anywhere near $711,000. Um, yeah, let's go to West Ashley. Average sales price, $536,000. Properties are selling in 23 days for 98% of asking price. Inventory is down 31%. 
And then just for fun, while I've got you, let's do Sullivan's Island. Wait until you see this. Here we go. Average sales price, $4,579,148, which is up 2%. Properties are back to taking a little while to sell, though. They're, they're 81 days uh, was the average. That being said, there have been 27 sales. It's not a huge sample size. Um, and there's there's only nine homes for sale. So uh, on all of Sullivan's Island. Super competitive market to be in, by the way. Super awesome market to sell a home in. Call me if you want to sell one of those. We've got some great success in selling uh, high-end luxury homes. Uh, and we and whenever we, we get the opportunity, we, we answer the call. So would appreciate uh, you know anything that we can do to help you out, uh, regardless of what kind of home you're in or what kind of situation situation you're in. That's really, again, the purpose of the show is to arm you with the information, the trends, the insight, the benefit of my experience uh, so that you're prepared, so that you know what to expect. And hopefully, this is kind of selfishly a hope of mine for you, is that you raise the bar of expectations for yourself and the agent that you work with. The reality is, and, and there's a great article uh, that, uh, that came out recently talking about the fact that there are just too many agents and it is harming the public. I mean, really, that's what the article says. And you'll be able to, if you just type in real estate news and you look back about a week or so ago, that was um, basically the, the headliner. It was a really interesting read. But anyways, when it comes to transactions right now, the, the one thing that I find really interesting, uh, and then we're going to shift gears, we're going to talk about all these scams with contractors that you guys need to be prepared for. Um, but I think what's really interesting right now is that we're, we're at this particular stage in the market where it seems like buyers and sellers and even agents are very... Um, stuck in their ways. They are immovable in many instances. They are not willing to compromise. The default is to play hardball. And it's almost like this massive game of chicken, right? Who's going to break? Who's going to turn first? Who's going who's gonna to give in first? Perfect example. You know, we have a property uh, a few months ago that is supposed to sell the um, tenant that was living in the property was supposed to leave. We end up finally getting them out of the property, but they just, they left a bunch of stuff behind. The seller is, uh, basically unwilling to, uh, go in and clean out the property because he says it's the tenant's responsibility. The property manager is saying it's the tenant's responsibility. No one's taking, you know, ownership of the situation and we got to close. You know, we've got a deadline in which we have to clear out this house and provide it to the buyer. I mean, contractually we're obligated to that or we have to remove all personal property. I mean, it's a kind of in the boilerplate section of the contract that says you have to deliver a clean home. No one was moving. But I I know the buyer situation. We represent the seller, by the way. I know the buyer situation. They have nowhere to go. The moving truck is coming from out of state. The other agent has sold hardly anything. 
they really want that commission check. That commission check for them is a big deal. That's, a, you know, it was a huge deal for them. We know that because we ended up having a conversation with that agent about that. And obviously I'm not going to get specific uh, enough for you guys to be able to determine which transaction of ours this was. Um, and I'm not here to overshare anyone's personal situation, but there was kind of, there was a little bit of desperation on all fronts, but no one was going to kind of break until the last minute. And so what happens is stress just starts to compound, right? Things get more stressful and more stressful. Deadlines approach. We've got a mountain full of work that we need to do between now and the time we're supposed to close in order to remain contractually compliant, right? What do we do? We end up just going and getting all the stuff out of the house, right? We have to do what we have to do. The seller's not in a position to do it. We decided to just take it upon ourselves. We asked the other agent to help. We asked the other, you know, we, we, we asked for some help. We didn't get any. It's fine. It is what it is. We're going to do what we need to do to help as many people as possible get from point A to point B in a financially rewarding way. Would it have been nice to have some help? Sure, of course. But, you know, and, and maybe that's not the best example. I've got plenty, but I think they're frankly a little too recent to, to use in this setting uh, because those were sensitive situations and v volatile situations. Not everything goes perfectly according to plan in case you guys uh, have, have never sold a, a piece of real estate before. But um, anyways, we're good problem solvers. We're even better problem finders. In many of these situations, we were able to identify the issues before they became issues, uh, real issues, um, and, and, you know, help these people transition into the next chapter of their lives. So the point in saying all of that is there comes a time in a transaction, like especially if you're a seller, where if you've got some, if you've got a contract in hand that is just really good. It's above your asking price. It's cash. There are hardly any contingencies or maybe they're getting a loan, but they say, Hey, you know what? I don't even care if the appraisal comes in lower than the amount that I'm willing to pay for the house. I'm, I'm going to buy it regardless. So if, you know, let's say we're buying the house for $500,000 and it appraises for 475, I'm just agreeing up front that whatever that appraised amount is, the difference between that and the sales price that I've put on this contract, I'm just going to give you in cash. Okay. We're going to make this work. Some sellers get a little too greedy and they put too much trust in the offer and, and the initial contract that they accept, because here's the deal. Here's what's really important to understand. Our contracts have a due diligence period that gives the buyer a certain amount of time to investigate anything they want about your property, renegotiate based on whatever information they obtain or how they're just feeling. Maybe they woke up the, the next day and they say, you know what? I think I want that seller to drop their price $10,000 or I'm going to walk. Maybe they wait, you know, maybe there's a 10 day due diligence period and they wait eight days um, to, to, ask you to drop your price because now all that, you know, all that activity that you had on your house is now gone. Those buyers have either found something else or, you know, they know that whatever offer they made 
wasn't good enough. Maybe they're just out. Who, who knows? Who knows what that situation is? But buyers have gotten good at playing the game. Agents have gotten good at coaching buyers on how to play the game. You need to work with a real estate agent when you're selling your home that has a, frankly, a massive amount of experience and knows how to play hardball, but also knows when to give in, right? When to take the offer and run to the bank with it. Let's talk off air if you have any questions, if you're thinking of selling your home, if you want access to our list of off-market properties, uh, anything we can do to help. 843-800-0065. That's 843-800-0065. Or go to our website, listingsincharleston.com. That's listingsincharleston.com. Stick around, folks, for more of the Brian Beatty Real Estate Show right here on the Big Talker 1250 WTMA. Hear the Brian Beatty Real Estate Show every Saturday morning at 9 and each Sunday morning at 10 on 1250 WTMA and WTMA.com.